0: Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you.
1: So if you have your Bible, let's make our confession, hold it up, we believe in the Word, the Bible, we're a Bible-believing church. Say this with me, this is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert my heart's receptive i'll not leave the same as i came in jesus name and every time i come to church on the rock my faith and my life get stronger and stronger can you thank god for the word for the bible amen amen well i encourage you to take some notes follow along because we come to learn at church on the rock we come to grow we come to get better Your time's too precious. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you and equip you. Amen? So we're beginning a brand new series called Wisdom for Living. Wisdom for Living. Can you say that with me? Wisdom for Living. You know, if I were to ask you today, now don't answer me out loud, just listen, but if I were to ask you today, what's the greatest attribute of God? You know, I've done that before, and I've heard people say, love. And you know, God is love. Amen. I've heard people say the greatest attribute of God is his faith, the faith of God. And God is a faith God. I've heard people say his forgiveness. I've heard him say uh, his strength, his power, and all that's true. I've heard people say his faithfulness, and he is a faithful God. But according to the Bible, according to the word of God, the greatest attribute of God that we serve is wisdom. The greatest attribute of Father God, the God who created this world, is that He created it with His, through His, by His wisdom. The greatest attribute of God is wisdom. You know, Marilyn Hickey, who's a mentor to Kim and I, a spiritual mother, and Kim prays for her all the time and our prayer team, and Marilyn will call Kim from time to time, Marilyn Hickey and say, you know, I wanna pray for your husband. What does he want me to pray for? And we've known Marilyn for 30 years, and my prayer request has always been the same. Same prayer request for 30 years. When Marilyn Hickey says, what can I pray for your husband? I wanna pray for, she calls me David. I wanna pray for David. Uh, what, What can I pray? I always say wisdom. Pray that I have godly wisdom. There's two kinds of wisdom, the wisdom of the world, I really don't care about that, and the wisdom of God. I really care about that. The wisdom of God is called godly wisdom versus the, world, uh, the world's wisdom. You and I are gonna talk about, for the next several weeks, godly wisdom. Wisdom to win in life. As your pastor, I want you to win. I want you to be a winner, and overcomer. God's wisdom will make you and I winners. Is that exciting to anybody today? So uh, with all of that said, God's number one nature characteristic is wisdom. So I think then we should study godly wisdom. What is it? How do you receive it? How do you walk in it? What does it look like when you act on it? And all of the above. I think at the end of the next month, you and I are going to be wiser. Amen. And we're going to win more. The Bible says, we'll look at it in the weeks to come, but in Proverbs 24, verses five and six, it says, godly wisdom helps you win wars and battles. Godly wisdom helps you win spiritual battles. So, you know, all you and I need today for whatever you're facing, and everybody in this room, everybody online, you're facing something. What you need is God's wisdom. God's wisdom wins battles, physical, financial, emotional, marital, family, all the above. God's wisdom wins battles. You with me? Okay, so let's go to the board. Let's begin our study together. I'm excited about this. Wisdom for winning. All right, so number one, wisdom for life, knowledge. You might want to write that down, knowledge. Number two, understanding and number three, wisdom. You know, your homework for the whole month is gonna be the book of Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs, there's 31 days in a month, most of the time, so read a proverb a day, it will change your life. I have a book I've had for a long time, uh, his last name is Scott, he's a multimillionaire Christian businessman, very famous out there in the motivational world. And he was broke and bankrupt. And somebody told him to read a proverb a day. He read a proverb a day, and not in 30 days, but after doing it for a couple years, God gave him ideas, creative ideas for witty inventions, and now he's a multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire. I'm not promising you if you read a proverb a day, you'll become a millionaire, but I am promising you, you'll be wiser and make better choices. Amen? Amen? All right, so in the book of Proverbs, it talks about knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. They're all different. They're all different. Wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is not wisdom. But for you and I to operate in wisdom, it starts with knowledge. We get knowledge, and then we have to have understanding of the knowledge, or you might call it in church, revelation, We have to get an understanding of the knowledge. So in other words, I try to make the Bible real simple. I try to make it really simple. You know, keep it simple, stupid, Uh, saint. KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, saint, acronym for KISS. I try to make it simple because I want you to understand when you leave here everything I'm saying because if you don't understand it, I can't help you. If you don't understand it, you can't apply it. If you don't understand it, you gain no wisdom, okay? So a lot of people got books and tapes and seminars like from yesterday, but if people didn't understand the 12 hours yesterday, if they didn't understand all that, then it didn't help them a bit. It was just knowledge. Your knowledge has to break down to understanding before it can ever become wisdom. Knowledge is the gathering of facts, Understanding is understanding those facts. And wisdom is the application of those facts. Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. You start with knowledge. I'm giving you knowledge right now. But if I don't make it simple, and if you don't expect and come prepared, and you don't understand what I'm saying, I didn't help you. But if you understand what I'm saying, I can help you because then you can go out and be a doer of the word of God, okay? So the definition of wisdom, it's on the screen. It's proper application, proper application of knowledge, all right? So Proverbs chapter four, I love this. Proverbs four, verse five, six, and seven. It says, why would you, pastor, for 30 years ask for the same prayer request? Why? Why? because the number one thing you and I need more than anything else is godly wisdom. The most important thing to a Christian, once you're born again, is godly wisdom. Where do you get that? Right here. Right here, we're going to read, and it's going to tell us wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal means the most important. You need wisdom to raise your children up for God. You need wisdom to eat right, exercise, and walk in not only healing, but health. You realize there's a difference between healing and health. I don't wanna have to live by healing. I wanna live in divine health, okay? There's wisdom for divine health. There's wisdom to build a marriage. There's wisdom to build a house. There's wisdom to raise your children. There's wisdom on your job. The most important thing you can ask for is wisdom. It's right here. Get wisdom. So that simply means it won't fall in my lap. It won't fall in my lap. I've got to get it. I've got to search it. I've got to be hungry for it. Yesterday, 2,000 people, bottom floor. Why isn't it filled this morning? Just a thought. But 2,000, I'm grateful. But 2,000 people came out. They were hungry for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen. And so they came out. They had to pay money to sit in the seat you're in. They had to stand in lines. They had to walk for blocks. They had to walk in the rain. They ate in the seats. We delivered food for them right here. And what was that? They knew they had to get wisdom. It's not going to fall in your lap. It's not just going to happen. You're going to have to be hungry for it. I know you are. You have to be hungry for it. You have to go after it. It's not going to be automatic. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to fall in my lap. I've got to go after wisdom. With all my energy, effort, affection, dedication, I've got to go after wisdom. Now, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I've got to get the knowledge, but then i got to pray that it's broken down, that I understand it, so then I can apply it properly at the right time and get God results. Well, y'all are pulling it from me. Y'all are doing great today. Amen. So get wisdom. Oh, here's a get understanding. Well, oh, we already covered that, didn't we? Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Verse six, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Wisdom is referred to here in the feminine tense. Forsake her not, she will preserve thee. So wisdom protects us. Preservation protects us. With all the craziness that's going on in the world, with all that's happening. You know, if I live out in the country. And right now there are people, there, there are, you know, people that are going from state to state and, uh, you know, walking up and down the highways. And they're out in the country, out where I live. We're seeing them out there. I asked one of our officers, I said, what is this with transits, not even on the highways, but in the city? And, and they're hanging out around the church now. I don't know if you knew that or not. They're out there. And I asked one of our officers, I said, what is this? They said, it's happening all over. It's happening all over. I mean, this is a crazy world. Terrorism, all this stuff that's going on, all the violence that's going on. You and I don't want to leave our house without the wisdom of God. I don't want to be in the wrong part of the city when there's a a, a shooting going by. I don't want to be in a store, a 7-Eleven, when a robbery's about to take place. I, I don't want my kids to go to school when there's going to be a shooting that day. I want the wisdom of God. It preserves, it protects me it protects you, it protects your children, it protects you, it protects your family, it protects you, godly wisdom for living, godly wisdom for winning, forsake her not, she will protect you, love her, and she will keep you safe. Oh, I like that, everyone say protection. Next verse, verse seven, wisdom, right here it is y'all, well I don't know if I can believe that, Well, you gotta believe the Bible, or well, I guess you don't gotta believe the Bible, but right here it says that wisdom, not even faith, not love. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom as a Christian is the number one thing. That should be my number one request. That should be my number one focus. I should be seeking out wisdom more than anything else. Wisdom is the proper application, the right knowledge at the right time in the right way to get God's results. Wow. Wisdom is the number one thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Got to go after it. Got to be hungry. Therefore, get wisdom. When somebody I respect tells me to get a book, I get it. You don't got to tell me two or three times. I get it. I'll tell people to get a book and they never get it. What's that say about that? person? None of you, but people that I used to pastor in another church. I I tell, you know, like we have our marketplace coming up in a couple of weeks, okay? It's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's on 9-11 weekend. Why would we do that? Navy SEAL. Oh, a Navy SEAL. He's going to come talk about goal setting, mental toughness, fortitude, resilience. For our marketplace ministry, it's in a couple of weeks. And, and you know, we'll recommend a book, and then people won't even get the book. That means they're not hungry. They're not hungry. If I'm really hungry, man, I'm going after it. I want to learn. I want to grow. I got to grow. I got to learn. I want to get better. Wisdom is the number one thing. Therefore, go after wisdom. And with all you're getting, you better get understanding. You better get understanding. So that's why we started off with knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I'm giving you knowledge, but if you don't have a clue what I'm saying, I didn't help you, and I want to help you today. I am here to help you today. I'm here to not let you stay as you are. I'm here to not let you live in the comfort zone. You understand that, right? I'm your life coach. I'm your spiritual father. I'm your pastor teacher. And if I'm a good one, I'll challenge you. I'll inspire you. I'll feed you. But I won't let you stay the same. Okay? All right? So I I, I thank you, Lord. Boy, I feel the Holy Spirit. Y'all feel the teacher here today? So look at verse 8. We're not done. So wisdom will protect us. I want protection. I don't want to be in the wrong part of town when there's a shooting. I don't want my kids to go to school when there's a shooting. I don't want to go into Walmart when there's a shooting like there was a couple of years ago in St. Peter's. I don't want that. God protect me and my family and our ministry. Exalt her. Oh, look at this. I'm to go after wisdom. I'm to not forsake wisdom. It's to be the number one thing in my life that I want, godly wisdom. And then look, I'm to exalt her. I'm to promote wisdom. And look what will wisdom do. She will promote you. Remember, wisdom is in the feminine tense here. She will promote you. So what else will wisdom do? Promote you. Wisdom will bring promotion. I love that. Godly wisdom brings protection. Godly wisdom brings promotion. Yesterday, 2,000 people from all over America came here to learn how to be promoted on their job. Godly wisdom will promote you on your job godly wisdom will promote you in your school godly wisdom will promote you in the marketplace not only protect us but promote us if you promote her she will promote you and then look at the third thing she will bring you to honor what's that favor respect notoriety stand out be recognized Wisdom will bring the favor of God on our life. Wisdom will make a way when there is no way. Wisdom will do the hard thing. Wisdom, godly wisdom, will give you opportunities and open doors and bring favor and respect and honor into your life. Ooh, man, it's already worth coming to church already. So so what is the most important thing we should be asking as a born-again believer? Wisdom, wisdom. Godly wisdom. What is that? Proper application. Wisdom is not knowledge. It's the proper application of knowledge that you understand. you you got knowledge that's working, working knowledge. So promote her, and she will, thank you, Lord. Wisdom will promote you. I want you to believe for promotion. I want to see you promoted. I want to see the favor of God on you. I want people to recognize that, wow, you are a, a child of God, and you go to Church on the Rock. Yeah, and if they're going to hire anybody, they're going to hire people from Church on the Rock. If they're going to use any vendor, they're going to use a vendor from Church on the Rock. If they're going to buy anything, they're going to buy from salespeople to Church on the Rock. Honor, respect. Oh, when thou do, when thou dost, embrace her. Oh, I like it. Look at all the benefits already and the priority. Now, let's go to First Kings chapter 3. Yesterday morning, two guys were standing here, and they were talking about me. Your pastor's going to be standing here tomorrow morning teaching you the word of God. But they were talking about how it wouldn't help you, and they were both pastor's sons, multimillionaires on television. And they said, what your pastor teaches you tomorrow, it won't help you if you don't understand it. And you know what they said? Before you get wisdom, here's what they said. Start your day with worship. Remember that, Gene? That's what they said yesterday morning, first session. Start your day with worship. And they said, Here's multi gazillionaires. They said, After worship, now worship's not going to make you a millionaire, okay? But worship's going to make you smarter. (laughs) And so they said, Start your day with worship. And then they said, Wisdom will follow. Well, where'd those guys get that? Right here. Right here. Okay? Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. Solomon, King Solomon, it says, was the wisest man that ever lived outside Jesus. If You wanna be mentored by the wisest man that ever lived outside Jesus, read a proverb a day. And Solomon loved the Lord, and he walked in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed the burnt incense in high places. Next verse. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. So Solomon is going to worship the Lord and offer up sacrifices. Everyone say worship. And there was a great high place and a thousand, look at this, a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer on that altar. So he didn't come late. Don't anybody get mad at me. Please. Everybody yesterday morning came early. They were standing outside in the rain. Okay, now I'm not getting on base case. I just want you to think. Okay, so notice, look what he, he considered worship important. Worship was vital. Worship was needed. Worship at church on Sunday is a lab to teach us how to do it on Monday morning by ourselves. So notice he, he's worshiping. Everybody say worshiping. Okay, and then the next verse, verse five. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. You want to get a dream? Worship God. You want to find out what you're called to do? Be a worshiper of God. You want to get a dream, a goal, a future, a plan? It comes to putting God first and worshiping him. And the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, oh my goodness, you want the lotto, Solomon? You want the lotto? I got the number, I got the, no. He said, ask what I shall give you. Look at that. He's worshiping God. He's not even thinking about asking him for anything. He's just thanking him. He's just an uh, attitude of thanksgiving. He's just thanking him and praising him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for my pastor. Thank you for the team. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that I'm saved. Thank you I'm on my way to heaven. Thank you that I am forgiven. Thank you my past is gone. My future is secure. Well, just start doing that. Okay, I I role model to you there. Next slide, next slide. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept him for this great kindness, and he has given him a son, that's me, to sit on the throne, Solomon said, this day. Verse 7. And now, Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king, Solomon said to David, my father, and yet I'm a little child. I don't know how to lead these people. I don't know how to go in. I don't know how to come out. It's way too much for me. This challenge, this assignment, this position, it's way too big for me. Verse 8, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which you've chosen. There are great people that cannot be numbered or even counted for the multitude. It's so big. It's bigger than me, God. Verse 9, give therefore your servant, and the NLT and other translations say a wise heart or wisdom. Give understanding heart to judge thy people that I can discern between good and bad for thou are able to judge that so great a people. So what is he asking for? God, God says you can have anything you want, a Lamborghini, a, 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 a vacation house in Palm Beach. A, a, you can have a, a Rolex. You can have a swim up. You have a second house. You can have, win the lotto. What do you want? And he said, wisdom. That's all he asked for, wisdom. What's the most important thing you can going ask for? Wisdom. What's the principal thing? Wisdom. What's the number one thing we should be seeking, going after every day of our life? Wisdom. What will it do? Protect you, promote you, honor you, bring you into a position of integrity, respect and reverence and notoriety. Oh my goodness, be the head and not the tail in the marketplace. Ask for wisdom. You can have anything. What would have we asked for? I don't know if I would have asked for wisdom. I might have asked for Corvette, probably me. Now, I know you would be more spiritual, but look what he asked for. He asked for wisdom. Now, I know why there's two guys standing here yesterday, multimillionaires on television. Dad's a pastor in Dallas, Texas, told everybody here yesterday morning who paid money to sit in that seat, start your day with worship. Start your day with worship. And then they said, once you do that, wisdom will come. Oh, glory to God. Honolulu, jalapeno, glory to God. All right, can we have a praise break? Come on, can we praise the Lord? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing, right answer, Solomon. And God said to him, because you didn't ask for things and you have asked for yourself not even long life, neither have you asked for riches for yourself, for the life of your enemies, but that you've asked for yourself wisdom to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words, though. I, have, I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that there will be nobody like you before you or after you. You'll be the smartest, wisest king that ever lived because out of your worship, you asked for the right thing. The principal thing, most important thing was wisdom, godly Wisdom. Next slide, guys. Next slide. And I've also given thee what you didn't ask for. Shazam, to quote Gomer Pyle. I've also given you what you didn't ask for. Riches. Didn't ask for them, but wisdom will bring them. Honor. You didn't ask for it, but wisdom will bring honor. So that there'll not be any among kings like you all the days of your life. What did that? Wisdom. For living, wisdom for winning. Godly wisdom will change everything. It'll change everything. Next slide, guys. And if you'll walk in my ways to keep my commandments as your father David did, then I will not only riches and honor and favor, you're gonna live long and you're gonna live strong. You're not only gonna have a long life, I don't want a long life and live in a nursing home. That's not life. I don't want, at the end of my life, be dysfunctional and I have to be in a nursing home and my family has to take care of me. I don't want that. I want long quality of life, long, strong life. I know you do too, amen, somebody? Godly wisdom will give it to us. He said, I will lengthen your days. Long, strong life. In fact, why don't you turn to two people and tell them, I'm gonna live a long, strong life. Go ahead, make that confession. You Got to believe it now. How many people die early because of wrong diet? Then he said to Gaziah, gird up thy loins. Now watch this. Gird up thy loins and take thy staff in thy hand and go that way. If thou meet any man, salute him and answer him not again and lay thy staff upon the face of the child. Next verse. I hope I got the right ones here. And the mother of the child, as the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth. This is really good, but I don't know if it has anything to do with our sermon. Just stay right with me. I'll not leave thee. And he rose and followed her. Next verse. Next verse. uh, Next verse. Next verse. This is, this is a good miracle story, but this has nothing to do with the sermon. It, it must have been 1 Kings, guys. I think it's 1 Kings that should be. We'll get that right the next service. So, in 1 Kings chapter 4, 29 through 32, it, it talks about uh, uh, that the whole world came to sit at the feet of Solomon. The whole world came to sit at his feet. Didn't Queen of Sheba do that? And, and, and in 1 Kings 4, 29 through 32, it talks about how the whole wide world came to sit under his feet and listen to him because of his wisdom. That's notoriety, that's favor, that's honor, that's respect, that's reverence, amen? Okay, let's go right on. Let's see if I got any more goof-ups. Oh, here's a good one, I know this works. Isaiah 33, verse six. Oh, stability. Everybody say stability. Man, we're looking for stability, aren't we? Praise God for 40 years of ministry at Church on the Rock. To God be all the glory. But, but we're looking for stability because God can't bless people who are emotionally unstable, up and down, in and out. It creates dysfunctional children. It creates dysfunctional children as a parent if I'm up and down and in and out. And, and notice, wisdom and knowledge will bring stability in your time. The time that you live in, wisdom and knowledge will bring stability. Not chaos, not strife, not turmoil, not anxiety, not upheaval. But God's wisdom and knowledge will be the stability. We want stability? Ask for wisdom. We want security? Ask for wisdom, godly wisdom. Uh, we want steadfastness, resilience? Ask for godly wisdom. It will create resilience. It will create persistence, It will create perseverance. It will create steadfastness. It will create stability. You won't be rocked. I was talking to one of our staff guys from Puerto Rico, and they said, you know, Pastor, one of the things I admire about you is that you're not shaken by stuff. I said, thank you very much, but pray for me. I need God's help. I'm just like you. And they said, in Puerto Rico, we have this thing that uh, we, don't, we, we do this action. We don't want to do this or be like this. said, so our parents tell us that. And what that means is don't let the world shake you. Don't be shaken. Don't be moved. So what creates stability? Godly wisdom. Because you know God's in control because you put him there. You know you have a future because he gave you one. You know, your past is forgiven because of his blood. You know, he'll never leave you or forsake you. You know, he's working behind the scenes. You know, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but God. You know, when you have that knowledge and that understanding, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow. Then then you're stable. You're steadfast. You're not shaken. You're not worried about the future because of godly wisdom. And I'm going to have to quit here in just a minute, but the wisdom And the knowledge will be stability. Everybody say stability of your times and the strength. Whoa. Why are there so many weak Christians saved, but weak? Notice I told you Proverbs 24, 5 and 6 says the wisdom of God will give you strength for every battle of life. Every battle of life. The wisdom of God will give you strength. And notice it gives you strength for your salvation. God wants you and I to be strong and stand up and be bold and courageous in this hour and not waver and not compromise, right? And the fear of the Lord is your treasure. The fear of the Lord, we'll get into that. Sounds like John Bevere, right? The fear of the Lord will increase the favor and the wisdom of God on your life. The wisdom of God is connected to the fear of the Lord. They're both connected. We'll talk about that in the weeks to come. Uh, As the team comes, we've got another slide here, I think. Uh, Let's see if the next scripture, I got it right. Oh, praise the Lord. Through wisdom, a house is built. Looking for the right person to marry? Ask for godly wisdom. Looking for how to build a marriage, you're a young couple, godly wisdom. Whatever age group you might be as husband or wife, you're trying to keep your house together, build a home, be strong. Notice, through godly wisdom, you build a house. Through godly wisdom, you build a house. And by understanding, there's that understanding again, right? Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. By understanding, it's established. So not only does wisdom protect us, promote us, secure us, make us stable, give us honor, give us favor, give us respectability, not only all of that, but it will establish us and make us secure, confident, and it will build your house. It will show you how to build a marriage, a family, a home. Next verse, verse four. Not only that, I think shouldn't there have been a verse four back there, guys. Proverbs. Let's go back a page. Maybe I goofed up there too. The next verse, verse four. Uh, we'll do that in the next service. It says, "Any enterprise, your business is built through godly wisdom." Oh my goodness. Next, now let's go to the next one, guys. Proverbs. 1, verse 1, 2, and 3, and I'm done. These are the Proverbs. This is the first chapter of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters. Your homework for the next month is read a chapter a day, 31. And, and you're being mentored by the wisest guy that ever lived outside Christ. You're being mentored by the wisest dude. He was a billionaire in our daytime. You can be mentored by him by reading a proverb a day, okay? These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. So Solomon wrote most of them verse, next verse, verse two, their purpose, what's the purpose of Proverbs is to teach people what wisdom? Well, we'll stop right there. So as I read a proverb today, you pray for me. Okay. Pray for me that I get wisdom as I read my proverb and I'll pray that you get wisdom as you read your proverb and we'll be the wisest cats in town. I'm done. Did you get something from the Lord today? Come on, let's thank him for the word. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I really feel like there are people here today and people online that you need to know that God's the God of a second chance. God's the God of a second chance. And it's no accident that you're here or that you're online or that you're watching a replay. Let me tell you how important every day is. Can I if you just listen a second? No one moving. Uh, my favorite cousin, my favorite cousin, she's my age, and she lived in Springfield. And every Sunday morning, she joined us online. And her family, they love the Lord. Uh, they, her, her family works uh, for the college down there, the Symbols of God College, and, and her name was Jewel. And she would come to Church on the Rock from Springfield every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, online, and she would talk to our our folks online, and she was on last Sunday morning, and I watched her before I came down online, interaction with our people, and she was just talking about how beautiful a day it was, and good morning, Church on the Rock family, and I'm so excited to be there through the internet, online campus, and it was just awesome, But, but then I got a text this week, out of nowhere, she's my age, she's my favorite cousin, And I got a text, and they said, Dave, Jewel had a heart attack and died this week. My heart was broken because she was my favorite cousin. She always had a smile. She always was up. She's always a delight to be around. She loved God on fire, sold out. When I was in the second grade, all my cousins and me, we would play church. I was always the pastor, the preacher in the second grade. And I'd make my cousins sit down in the pews and, Jewel was one of those cousins that said way back, we go way back and she's in heaven today. So I posted, I posted this morning on our online campus and I said, Junba graduated this week. Last Sunday morning was her last service in church on earth, the church on the rock. I'm not saying this to put fear in anybody. All I'm saying is make every day count because we don't know what tomorrow holds. I didn't know last Sunday morning when she greeted everybody online and I knew not know that would be her last church service on the planet. So then I began to think, what did I talk about? What did I talk about last Sunday? What did she hear me preach last Sunday? God, was I being led? God, did I give, up? God, wow, responsibility. All I'm saying is today, make your life count. You're not a mistake. God has a purpose for your life. We all blow it. We all fall short. We all need a Savior. His name is Jesus. And those of you that feel like you have no hope, you can find that in God. Those of you here or online that you feel like that you have no future, you can have one in God. He can forgive our past and secure our future, show us our purpose. I just want you to know that no matter where you're at in the stage of life, God is for you. That's our message, and he's the God of a second chance. God hasn't given up on you, don't give up on yourself. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, in this room or online, first of you online, you say, Pastor, I need God today. I need to know my purpose. I need to know my future. I need to know I'm saved on I'm my way to heaven. I need, I need God, I want God. I want a relationship, pray for me. First time or to rededicate, those of you online, punch the button on your smartphone, your computer, your iPad. And then if you need prayer, there's someone standing by. Here in this room, out in the lobby, in the Rock Express, no one's going to come to you, but I have to give the opportunity. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. don't have a relationship with God, but I came here looking for help. I came here wanting hope, and I heard it, and I found it, and I want God. I need God. I can't do it without God. Solomon said he couldn't do it without God. I can't do it without God. Pastor, pray for me. First-time decision. Or it can be a reset, and God's just dealing with your heart. And this is a stage in your life where you're ready to reset and totally surrender to the Lord today. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If that's you, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Would you raise your hand, keep it lifted in every section? Just no one's going to come to you, but faith is an act, and you got to do something. Lift your hand high. Wave it at us real quick, would you? Lift it up high. Yes, hands are going up. Lift it up high. Christians, are you praying? This could be your last service. I don't know. I'm not trying to scare you, but... We don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't want to miss it. You put your hands down. All right, let's all pray this prayer together. It's in Romans chapter 10. Church, pray it with me. Let's help him. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, I'm yours, amen. Let's look up and let's celebrate with everybody who made the best decision of your life, the
0: best decision of your life, amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org nextsteps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week, and don't forget that God is for you.